Welcome to the Crazy Ag Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me on social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. What's up, guys? Back at it. Um, I hope everyone is doing well. First and foremost, I want to offer my condolences to the families of the of the victims and anyone affected by that horrible, horrible train wreck last week back in the old country. Not much to say, unfortunately, you know, when a government allows these things to happen and you, and I'm blaming the Greek government, like as a whole, doesn't matter the party. I know the ruling party, you democracy right now, whether you're left, right, center, you know, it, they're all to blame. And, um, unfortunately when they don't care about their citizens this is what happens it just tragic tragic stuff i have not been able to watch that much footage because it's it's so heartbreaking our coverage it's just a, a terrible terrible thing again memory eternal to the victims may god grant um, <clears throat> the families of the victims especially most of them young students um just, I don't know what to say, man. It's, it's, it put me in such a funk. I couldn't do a podcast last week. I think everyone's been kind of the same way. Anyone connected with Greece, uh, talking to family members back home. It's just an awful situation. Uh, gonna try to move on here. Even yesterday, man, like I didn't even feel like it was time for me to sit down and enjoy the match. Of course I did. You know, life has to go on at some point. We don't forget. And um, I stand in solidarity, solidarity, solidarity with all the protests going on back home in uh, in Greece right now. Um, you know, nonviolent, but uh, the, we need to send. They need to send a message to the to the government that enough is enough. But you know, the most heartbreaking thing is we're talking about this today, and unfortunately, I hope something is done. I hope that I'm wrong. But we all know deep down inside, and us looking at ourselves as Greeks in the mirror. That's the most heartbreaking thing is that you, you know it's not going to change, um, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully it does. I mean, I'm, you can always be hopeful for, for good change. And this is going to force changes to where it's going gonna, it's gonna to save lives. But just an unfortunate event and an event that, you know, like, I mean, myself, I've taken the train plenty of times uh, en route from Athens to the Saloniki and, and, and back a few times. Um, a lot of people on the radio have talked about this this week. I haven't even listened that much to the radio, uh, because it's been all the talk back home. Um, of course the second leg semifinal, as I wrote on Twitter and on Facebook was, uh, canceled or postponed this past Wednesday due to the tragedy and the government officially, um, having a three day mourning period. But anyway, guys, not much else. I can say um, just terrible things. I'm going to try to get through this podcast. Um, you know, again, I offer my condolences and my prayers to, to the families affected. Uh, um, I don't know what to say. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on here as best as we can, guys. Okay. Ophi Ike. Ike traveled to Heraklio, Kriti. Get the win, 3-0 down in Kriti. Uh, very big win. 
Um, I thought this game was going to be very key to how this week was going to go. Of course, I have a a tough week ahead, so I'm going to try to go through this podcast as fast as I can because (laughs) probably Wednesday or Thursday, I'm going to come out with another episode after the match with um, the makeup match with Atromidos, and I'll get into that whole Mizura gate stuff. I didn't want to segue from the unfortunate events of the train accident into... uh, talking about Mizura Gate because talking about the Greek government from those two standpoints, uh, uh, football's not even on the level to, to what the destruction and the damage that the negligence of the Greek government did with the train wreck compared to the S show that is the court system in Greece, what have you. Um, so I'm going to, I'll talk about it later after I talk about the Alfie Ike match. So I like I was saying, get the victory down in Kriti. I thought this match was going to be very key to this week. You know, having uh, three v- really tough games, honestly. Alfie have been playing some great football lately, and uh, they looked good yesterday. I was really impressed by them, especially the first 20 minutes. They really took it to Ike. Uh, they didn't play like a quote-unquote small team. They didn't play back at all. They um, they pressed Ike, similar to how uh, the style that Almeida likes to, pre- to play. But they looked very good, and uh, but I thought this was going to be the key game because if we pick up three points here, take it game by game, and then go into the the midweek game against Atromitos, the makeup, and then finish off the week with the with a derby, a massive week coming up um, to get those three points down in Kriti, a very hard, tough place to play. One of my favorite places to watch on TV. One day I hope to go there and, and watch a match. Uh, just. You know, Alfie has been one of those teams that, even though, yes, they've just climbed back up into the Super League the past few years, they were a mainstay in the, what would you say, like 80s into the 90s, early 2000s. Um, I don't know if they even dropped down to the second division during that time period. You know, they won a cup. I want to say it was back in 85, 86. I don't remember exactly. Um just a place that makes it very tough for the quote-unquote big teams in the Super League to, <clears throat> to go down there and play in Arakido Kriti. It's great atmosphere, great atmosphere by both sets of fans. Hats off to Ofi for giving away fans tickets. Um, you guys know how much I love that, how much <clears throat> I think that's missing from Greek football. So first half, like I was saying, let's get into the game a little bit. First 20 minutes, Eichworth showing to frustrate, I mean, uh, Alfie were showing to frustrate Ike a little bit. It took Ike time to kind of level things out and really get possession of the ball. But I would say from the 20th minute, probably to the end of the half, it was mostly Ike. Um, <clears throat> they were able to handle that first bit of pressure from Alfie and um, got into kind of a groove. But it was a very nice, well-flowing game. Um, of course, as you guys know, a lot of... Ike have a lot of players out, a lot of players with, you know, uh, Simanski and Araujo. This match were um, had too many cards, so they were out for this match due to uh, too many yellow cards. So, and with Levy Garcia being out, yes, Van Britt, good news, came back this weekend, but was not able to start yet. Obviously, he needs match, match rhythm, match form. So Ike were playing without um, a, a classic kind of anyone that, you know, Zuber has played the center forward position before, but they weren't playing with a classic forward, you know. Um, and you could see that Zuber's movement was very, very good, like inside and outside of the box. 
he played well as well as he could. It was just at that last end where he couldn't finish. He had a good opportunity inside the box at one point uh, where he should have really done better and put it away. And it's also a confidence thing. You know, I've, we talk about this almost every week with Steven Zuber. Like, I love he has really upped his game and he's getting better and better after being out with the injury after he had surgery during the World Cup break. Um, but I think this was not, and not that it was a bad decision, but it was not, it was a game where you knew you needed goals from other places to come. You knew it probably was not going to come from the center forward position. And as the game was going on, uh, it was a little frustrating to watch because I felt like I were moving the ball around very well. They were playing well. Mandelos was playing well, connecting well with Bineda and Jonsson was just a, the, the beast that he is in the midfield, uh, in that defensive midfield position. And it's not only just defensively, he's, he's, he's got a good football IQ. He can, um, he makes great passes, great runs. Um, when he went down, I kind of like froze. I was like, okay, first off, we do not have another midfielder, a good midfielder on the bench. Um, Bineda, like I said, had a decent game, but the guy did it, did the best he could because he was, according to reports, he had been running a high fever the past couple of days. So big ups to him for being able to even go out there and compete. Um, so, but it, it was in that final third that we were not able to get, again, create good opportunities. We had some half chances, um, but you saw that like, okay, this is going to have to be a game where either Van, Van Weert comes in the second half and gets a goal and gives us something in that center forward position or the goals are going to have to come from somewhere else. And quite frankly, I know I'm about to end up having a, a great match and honestly was the key player that uh, was able to unlock the, the um, Ophi's defense. But he was very frustrating to watch up until that point, right? We know what type of player he is. I admire the good things about him. You know, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm a Yinomukurashti course if I'm tiring anybody out because I feel like I talk about this every week with Amanabad, that he's one of those players that just holds the ball way too much. But, I mean, even if you were a, a five-year-old yesterday watching the match, you were pulling your hair out at some points and uh, just pure frustration because he was holding the ball way too much where he could have made a, a, a quick pass, a, a faster decision to, to get Ike and, and get players open to make something happen. And literally right before the goal, he had gotten the ball. Ike were moving right to left, um, got the ball in between the the half line and, and the box of Ofi and was holding it when he could have easily given a pass. I think it might have been Dorota or to, where you saw players moving up and you're like, come on, man, make a quick pass, make a quick pass and held the ball. He was able to pick up the foul. But anyway, even in that moment when he was able to pick up the foul, you were like, damn it. Like if you could move the ball a little bit faster, I just in, in, for a split second, I thought to myself, I'm like, this game's going to have to be won in the second half because it was close to halftime. I said to myself, this is going to have to be a game where Eliasson and Van Wiert come in and do some damage off the bench. That was my thought process. But of course, uh, joke's on me, as I put on Twitter. Uh, Mandalo goes up to take the free kick. And everyone's lining up in the box thinking that there's Iker just going to take, Mandalo's just going to take the free kick and lob uh, a ball into the box. Well, 
Omnibot makes a run down the sideline and he's wide open and Mandela passes in the ball and Omnibot ends up inside the box, wide open, takes a shot. Yes, the shot ricochets. You need a little bit of luck in some of these games. Goes in and I knew from then on that, okay, it was awesome that we scored right before halftime. Um, it was kind of like, it kind of, you kind of breathed this side of relief because you could see this game the way it was going and how um, at times Offie would counter, Offie missed a good opportunity the first, I think, 15 minutes of the match. Uh, so it, it was one of those games where also you know what's coming. You know you have two really tough matches coming up to where you're like, we desperately need the three points here um, in this match. So I were able to be up 1-0 at halftime right before the half, though. Um, Ophie comes straight off the kickoff and has two great scoring opportunities where Anafasiades did really, really well. He played really well, and I think what really helped him was that he was in the rhythm of the game from early. You know, like I said, uh, Ophie were pressing in, in the beginning of the first 20 minutes of the match. And they were also pressing really high to where defenders would have to pass back to Anathasiades. And I think that that helps a keeper stay in rhythm in these games. Um, one hard thing about some of these games and why keepers tend to make mistakes sometimes in these matches is because if you're ice cold, and I know you have to be prepared for this as a keeper, where your team is just bombarding the other team trying to score and you're just back there kind of in la-la land, just, you know, whoop-de-doo, like, I'm just standing here watching the game fold out. It's kind of hard for you to stay in rhythm, stay sharp. Uh, we've seen it time again where keepers can make mistakes if, 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 they're in that, uh, if they're in that type of form, if they're not involved in the match very much. It's a very hard thing to do, but I think he was involved from the beginning and good for him to have a few good saves in this match. Uh, he played very well, and especially where after the Balk Derby that he had hurt so much, it's very hard for a keeper to, because a keeper's mentality, you know that you're going to make mistakes. You know it's going to happen. Unfortunately, when it happens in a Derby match or it happens in a match where it really costs your team or, or something's very memorable, you know, you had heard, and I'm sure all Ike fans, you yourselves or you had heard the grumblings on, you know, is it time for Stojakovic? Uh, uh, oh, man, I'm sorry, Stojakovic. Stankovic to, um, to take over. Is it time, you know, for a change there, a keeper? And I didn't think so. I think you, you need to stick with him. And you knew Almeida was going to stay with him. You knew he was going to really stay with him and... Um, Give him a shot. I mean, yes, if you would have had another terrible game that would have cost the team, you're making a title run. So when you have that kind of quality backing up Anathasiades, then yes, you, you should make that, eventually make that change. But he proved that, you know, Anathasiades proved that he's in good form. Uh, great bounce back game for him. Great game by Mandalos. The pass on the third goal was phenomenal. Just the way he kind of stepped into more so, I think, in the beginning of the match, kind of Araujo's role a little bit. Him and um, Bineda were kind of interchanging that role at times. Uh, just phenomenal game to see. Uh, 
Munda will come out and play as well as he did. Um, before I close things out on the first half, I want to give my thoughts on the Vida yellow card. So I think that personally, and I know a lot of Ike fans are indifferent or, or think differently. I personally think that it was a no harm, no foul. Like, it was not a penalty, but also it was not Vida trying to win a penalty. I think he just simply lost his footing and, and fell down. Uh, I think it was a great no call by the, by the VAR official. I think it was an awful call by the ref to give him a yellow card for diving because I really didn't think it was a dive and it should not have been a yellow card. But of course, if he had given a red there, then it would have been viewable on VAR. Yellow cards are not are not review, reviewable. Other fans said, you know, it was a clear-cut penalty. It should have been given a pen. I would have been okay with it either way. Now, would I have been okay with it if the score ended up being nil-nil or we would have lost? Uh, I'm going to be honest here. I'd probably be harping on a pen should have been given because I have seen softer pens given this year. Even for Ike, has gotten softer pens than that. Uh, but to me, it was not a penalty. Um, and also, just like... All right, let's get into the second half. On the Ike's second goal, where Ofi defenders kind of just froze and were expecting an offensive foul to be called on Vida, um, it was not called, and it was not... I, it, this, again, it's kind of like a 50-50. I could see it called or I could see it not called. I think in that play, that defender should have been given a card because he clearly flopped. I mean, they were both just went up for the ball, and you could clearly see on the review that Vida barely nudged him, and the guy acted like he was, you know, he was pulling a, if any of you guys watched the Liverpool <laughs> Man U game <laughs> yesterday, to bring that up, if me then, uh, I would hate to be a Man U fan this morning. Um, I, if you guys saw it, you know, like <laughs> Bruno Fernandez, where he, he got hit on his chest, and went down grabbing his face. I mean, I know that's football and that's, you, you try to do that at times and I would have been okay if it would have been called, but heads up play to Amrabat to just play to the whistle. You know, I don't know if that's a term they use a lot in, um, I haven't really heard it much used by Greek announcers. I know by English and American announcers, you hear it all the time. You play to the whistle and heads up play for him because everyone else froze. The entire Ofi defense froze. And Amabot was just like, okay, you're just going to let me shoot this wide open. And that's where it shows the class and the the experience comes into play. And I think that's why I made that trust Amabot so much. I know he can be very frustrating and we're all waiting for Eliasson to get healthy enough to where he can make a full start. And hopefully that's coming over the next couple of games. Or maybe they're just, you know, trying to save him. That This is working. So let's let's conserve energy. Let's conserve players here. And get everyone ready for the playoffs. I don't know what Almeida's thinking, but obviously he trusts Amrabat for that reason, because he is a very experienced player, very high football IQ. Yes, his style of play compared to the style of play Ike wants to play is different because Ike wants to play, you know, fast pace, fast passing. Uh, he's kind of a more heavy uh, attacking player. Hold the, holds the ball too much. We've talked about it. I just talked about it a few minutes ago. Um, but also, he does have that football IQ, that experience where, you know, another player might have not, might have not realized to take a shot there and say, okay, I'm going to 
let me score. And then if it counts, it counts. If it's called offside or if it's called an offensive foul, it's called an offensive foul. Um, very good heads up playing that, that, that put the game away. Like I know I tweeted <clears throat> later on in the game after it became three nil after it was around the 75th minute, you guys remember the, the game last year down in Kriti, um, where we were up three nil Ike's best performance. And, and personally, honestly, before this season, some of the games this season, that was probably one of Ike's best performances in the past few years so it was very exciting I remember and I and I know I've talked about it before in the podcast and in my very very early episodes of this podcast um that it was great up until the it was I think the first goal went in actually at the 77th or 78th minute except for those last like 12 15 minutes of the game where everything fell apart and it seemed like that was the the beginning of the end for that season even though it was like the only the second or third match in the, in that season it just felt like last year same old like i was a little bit nervous but this this team is just different this team is just built different you knew that uh, even though Ophi had honestly missed a couple of great opportunities and really should have at least gotten one back um you knew that there was more of a chance that Ike were going to get more goals than get scored on. Um, I think the scoreline was a little unfair to Ofi. I think Ofi played a lot better, and and they still came after it, and they still tried to play Ike uh, very well in the second half. Um, you know, Ike were able to put the the game away with a third goal by Gatsinovich. Heads up pass, great through ball um, by Mandalo. Uh, great heads up play by Zuber to to or Zuber to realize that he's off sides and to not affect the play. Of course, if you watch Mega or read um, red newspapers in Greece, they're saying a totally different story. Is how come El Anambi was considered off sides and Zuber was not, even though Zuber clearly did not affect the outcome of the play. He just stopped his run towards the ball. Um, anyway, that's up for debate. Even that, I feel like if they would have called it back, I would have been okay with it. Cause I can kind of understand that, 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 uh, that reasoning, but it's not the same type of play as it was with LMB last week. Um, going back to last week, let me mention this real quick. I apologize. I know the quality of the podcast wasn't great. I was getting very scatterbrained. I'm not going to do that anymore, but I think that that was a, once in a blue moon opportunity where I'm recording while another match is going on and to be able to give you that audio for my reaction in, in, in live. <clears throat> uh, with it happening live at that time, I thought about re-recording and it kind of entering my reaction, but it, it's just not going to be the same. Uh, but I did want to correct some things that I didn't, that I didn't kind of either expand on or said incorrectly. I was talking about the, and I won't spend a lot of time on this, the gate four, uh, how they hung um, a jersey, a basketball jersey of a deceased Ike player. It wasn't the fact that they just hung it up. It was the fact that they hung it upside down as a sign of disrespect. And that's just really disrespectful. I mean, if you do that because of a live player, if you do that because maybe the player used to play for Pauk and now plays for Ike, totally understandable. But come on, man, that's just, that's mad disrespectful and, and just... Just shows what type of what type of idiot you are if you do that. 
Um, and Lutescu, I never finished calling him what I wanted to call him. The guy's a clown. The guy's a clown. He's got some loose screws in his head. Great manager, but that's why he'll never manage it at a higher level than Valk. And um, we'll just leave it at that, guys. I, I will try not to do that again, even though now, currently, um, it is almost 1 o'clock Eastern time here in the United States. Panathinaikos are playing, and I have the TV off. Uh, so, and it was a great win for Ike overall. 3-0. Um, and uh, we move forward. Let's... Um, Let's talk about this <laughs> this uh, makeup. Oh, one thing I wanted to, to mention: um, Amrabat will miss the game against Atromitos. He picked up a silly card. Uh, this is where you're like, okay, man, you gotta keep your cool here. You have to know your surroundings, and a lot of bike players are gonna have to realize that against Atromitos. That's one downside, especially in Greek football, where it's kind of. It's not as rough as other leagues at times. Um, fouls get called a lot easier. You could you could see it too in, in some of the styles of play of certain players. They have a hard time when they come into the Greek league, even great players that have played at other big leagues, they have a hard time adapting to the Greek Super League because, it, you know, like if you've been used to playing an aggressive style your whole career and then you come into the Greek Super League and every little thing's getting called a foul, um, then it becomes hard for you to do your job. Uh, and I get that with the style that I made. I want to play. I uh, have racked up the yellow cards. They're going to have to be very careful in the next match. The next match with Atromitos, like I said, I think I already said it, but I'm about to miss the game against Atromitos. It came out this morning that he had to miss one of the last two matches. He has to miss this next match. Um, you have to have better awareness. Sometimes it's just hard because Almeida wants you to play with a lot of intensity, to be very physical. Um, but there's a lot of key players for Ike, like Eliasson, um, Vida, uh, Zavelas, who I don't think he'll play against Atromitos, but, you know, who knows? I know there's a few players, Gatsinovic, I think might be another one, that are on that borderline that if they get a yellow card against Atromitos, they're not going to play in the derby against Olympiacos and they have to be very careful to kind of segue into the talking about the Atromitos match. This is going to be a very difficult game for Ike. This is going to be a game where Atromitos are going to come out for that purpose. They're going to come out, they're going to, they're going to kick the crap out of us. Tapesi, tapesi xilo. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, um, gosh, how do you say that? Tapesi xilo. It's going to be a very physical match because even though um, as far as the table is concerned, Ike only have the Ike only have anything to gain or lose. Atromitos don't have anything to gain or lose. They're going to be playing without any pressure. Uh, of course, their owner, who is, um, I'll I'll tweet out my real thoughts, but I think some of you guys can read between the lines. Spanos and Atromitos are kind of uh, Marinakis and Olympiakos is Lefra. Gomena, Stopume, but Gomena, you know, works in those red lights, Stopume. Tumarenaki, I think you guys can finish the rest. Um, so we have to be a very tricky match here. They're going to be ready to play. Uh, to kind of talk about that a little bit, Mizura Gate, um, <clears throat> you know, what can you say, man? The Greek court system, I mean, I, I don't understand how this happens. And again, guys, 
Not to say that I wanted Ike to win to get this match on paper, even though that is the rule you set forward by whoever came up with this, either the Super League or Apple. The rule is, if the stadium is found unfit, the ground is found unfit, the home side, no matter who the heck is in charge of it, if it's found unfit, then they automatically are forfeited the match and the three points go to the away team. How... It, it was weird to me how uh, Ike were not justified in the first court session, whatever you want to call it, and now they appealed it, and I don't see how Ike were not, like, re-justified here, or, or not that I wanted Ike to get the win on paper, but I thought it just has to be has to be punished. That's the problem here, guys. That's the bigger picture, is without Atromitos getting punished, this sets forth a precedent that this is already a crap league. I mean, we saw last week what happened with with Big Pun and Fat Joe. If you don't know who that is, just Google it and you'll, and you'll figure it out. I think you can put the two together. Big Pun, Marinakis, Fat Joe, uh, Carepidis. You can use your imagination there. If you're my age and you understand who those rappers are, you'll get a kick out of that. If you're not, just Google it. Um, we saw what kind of S show this is. And to put that forward now that any team could use an excuse, you know, not, to not pick on anyone else's team so no one gets, no one gets butthurt here if you're a fan of another club. I'll use Ike as an example. Ike have a huge matchup coming up at home against Olympiacos next Sunday, right? Levy Garcia is out. Um, there's a chance that he could be back for this match, which is fingers crossed. Even if he is being able to come off the bench, that's great news for Ike. But let's just say he's out. And let's just say that Almeida and Ike just feel like, you know, we need Levy Garcia to win. And this is a game that it has to be a must win. We have to win this match. Um, so what do we do? If, you know, Levy Garcia says, I, or the, doc, the medical team says he needs like a few more days or one more week. Why not shorten the goalpost a little bit? No harm done. Atromitos were not punished. Why not shorten the goalpost and say, oh, or, or tear up the field and be like, oh, um, you know, we've tried all week to fix the field. It's not our responsibility. It's not that the, the, the stadium in the ground belongs to the amateur division of, of Ike Sports, not the football club. Why not? Why not do that and then wait and play the match till your players are, are more fit? I mean, that's the problem here. It, it, and that's the joke that is the Greek court system. <sighs> I digress, guys, because, you know, I could sit here and it, it's ridiculous to me that Atromitos was not punished. And Ike took all this blame. Ike took all this backlash. You know, the paper champions, the freaking Romanian capota head comments, the comments by the Fat Joe and, and Big Pun down there in Pira. It was all annoying, and I, and I get it. Listen, from, from a fan's perspective, like I said last week, guys, for fans, I don't blame fans for, I like looking at some of the memes, I like the fan banter, because we're fans, we're going to do that. But for teams to make statement after statement, everybody to come, and no one no one said anything about Atlantis, no one cares that there was a team at fault here. There was a team that was trying to play a match 
with shorter goalposts. It doesn't matter if it, you know, even if it's not how much Ike said that it was six, seven centimeters. And for me personally, I hope Ike goes out and smashes them. I think this is a very difficult match coming up. I hope we smash them. I hope we win this match to shut up mouths. And, um, and I still hope we take them to court. Honestly, that's my, I hope they take this all the way. I haven't heard the past few days, and, and if I is going to pursue this to, towards the European tocas, tocas, Stanika, I don't know if that's if that's going to happen. But anyway, but I, I'm we're getting what I wanted to happen. I wanted this match to happen because I want to go out and smash out Tromitos. I gleda digomena to Marinaki. But very huge match coming up in Atromitos. And then you have the Derby at the end of the week, which becomes very, very massive. If we can pick up all points in the next two matches, first off, we finish first for the regular season. And we shut everyone up. They keep saying we're trying to get the, the game on paper and trying to win a paper championship. Not only that, and I'll talk more about the Derby with the Rebecca's later on in the week. Um... But you get two wins. You go into the playoffs being number one, which, you know, says you're controlling your own destiny. It's freaking Americanico as that sounds. Um, but you're also going to have Falk 10 points behind you and Olympiacos 9 points behind you, which going into playoffs, I think that's a difference that's just not going to be made up. Um but first, first things first, let's get through pretty steady, no matter what happens. And, and at the end of the day, no matter what happens, I mean, I, my personal belief, and as much as I believe in this club, and as much as I believe in this team Almeida have put together, I think definitely we're going to go two for two. Um, with Olympiacos, I would say, with their current form and them playing better and then playing with a chip on their shoulders because of everything that happened in the Panathinaikos game. And honestly, then playing their season, because they're going to know that if they lose this match coming up against Ike, that it, it, it gets impossible, not impossible, but it, highly unlikely that uh, a difference that big, a nine point gap is going to be made up in the playoffs. Um, and especially when you don't see any team, including Ike, being able to go on a roll to where they're going to finish the season picking up all points and not dropping any points in the playoffs. Uh, it becomes a massive, massive deadbeat this coming Sunday. So very exciting week, very tough week. Like I said, guys, if, if we're able to pick up, you know, six points, if we're able to get the next two games, um, very, very big. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say it's a foot. To put it in racing terms, I would say you have three or four car lengths. Well, maybe that's too much. Um, three or four car lengths ahead of you. Um, you're ahead of the pack, whatever you want to use there. Um, it's just going to be a massive result, which, uh, you know, we're going to bring the atmosphere against the Ljubiakos on Sunday. Very exciting stuff coming. Um, let me finish off with uh, Ike. Basketball tomorrow play a very big game in the Basketball Champions League. They play at uh, 9.30 Greek time, uh, playing in France with Limoges. A very big game for Ike Basketball, who's been playing better. They've made some adjustments. They've um, got rid of some players and brought some new players in, which I don't like. But I know over the weekend they played very well. 
Anyway, guys, let me let you guys go here. Uh, since we'll have another episode later on in the week, look for it out. Opus Banda Forza Gara. And uh, that's on later on this week, guys.